Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, you guys, and welcome to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I am your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat wherever in the classroom. You are so welcome. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. Y'all, this week has been rough for me. There's nothing quite harder in life for someone with an appetite the size of mine than going on a diet. And unfortunately, this whole past two weeks i've been on a diet my birthday is coming up so you know i want to look fine on my birthday there's always a lot of pressure to look your best be on your a game so that's what i'm going through right now and i just have the strangest cravings on my birthday like my mom already asked me like what i want for my dinner and i said i want donuts and like a lot of guacamole i don't know why those are my two cravings but i'm so looking forward to that and i feel like that's going to get me through these next 11 days so i was, was wondering what you guys crave when you're on diets and if your cravings just get out of control Definitely DM me with that. I think it'd be so funny to read those. Do you know what else I'm really craving and excited for? Nicki Minaj's new fucking single, Super Freaky Girl. He won F-F-R-E-A-K. That snippet has been living in my brain ever since she released it, and it's getting so close. It's only seven days. So next week is going to be a blast off my diet, Nicki Minaj's single. Uh, not everyone loved the name, but I love the name, Super Freaky Girl. I mean, I can't wait. Nikki's coming for the crown again. Also next week, Pete Davidson's new horror movie that I feel like looks so good. It's called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And low key, I don't even know what happens in the movie, but there was like a behind the scenes TMC shot of him covered in blood while filming the movie. And I'm just so excited to see that. And I'm sure him and Kim already watched it. It actually came out tonight in LA, I think, but not anywhere else. So I'm sure they had a lovely date night while Kanye West was planning his real murder. Um, let's get into what we're going to talk about today. So Jeanette McCurdy had some shocking revealings in her new book that is about to come out about her time at Nickelodeon. It is fucking insane. If you thought the rumors were bad before, they're even worse now. Then we're going to talk about Demi Lovato. She's changing her pronouns, dragging one of her exes and like literally could incriminate him. It's crazy. Then we're going to talk about Addison Rae causing a stir with a very controversial piece of clothing she wore. Kim Kardashian's latest cosmetic procedure that she got that I thought was funny. And then we're going to talk about how Beyonce has already changed two of the songs on her album and how someone else wants her to now change another song. She's going to have to redrop the whole fucking album. So before we get into it, rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcast, leave a cute little review, screenshot yourself listening to it, post it on your Instagram story, and I will hit you up in your DMs. I appreciate it because we don't have big companies pushing out the podcast for us. So that is always appreciated. And I love you guys. You guys really hype me up in the DMs and everything. And I love all of you. So class, let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. She's alright. I can lick it, I can ride it while you slip it and slide it. I can do all them little tricks and keep the dick up inside it. You can smack it, you can grip it, you can go down and kiss it. And every time he leave me long, he always tell me he miss it. He wanna F Oh my god, did you guys see that Lady Gaga got the role of Harley Quinn in the Joker 2 movie with Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, I'm so excited. I guess Margot Robbie was busy 
roller skating with platinum dyed hair Ryan Gosling. But what I'm even more excited about is that Gaga is now going to role play or um, method act Harley Quinn for the next two years <laughs> very intensely. If you buy a meet and greet, you're not going to meet Gaga. You're going to meet Margot Robbie because she's a motherfucking intense method actor. And I hope she does some crazy shit on Instagram. That'll be fun. So I'm really excited for that. But let's get into it. So Jeanette McCurdy has been making a lot of headlines this year. Even though, you know, she's stepping away from Hollywood. She wants nothing to do with that town anymore. She's still making a lot of headlines as if she's still there with her new book called I'm Glad That My Mom Died. Yeah, that is the title of the book. I'm glad my mom died. And just that title alone has been getting a lot of people's pennies in a bunch. But we got some snippets of the book finally. And now I kind of, we understand why that's the title. So the book comes out in four days, but New York Times did a whole piece with her and dropped some very PR, like these snippets are going to get people really excited for the book because they're major tea about her life and her time with fame and on Nickelodeon. So the first one is, she revealed in the book that Nickelodeon offered her $300,000 if she agreed to never speak publicly about her experiences at the network, which she refused. Can you believe that? $300,000? First of all, what did you do? Why are you offering her that money? That is so creepy. That is the most incriminating thing ever. And the thing is, is like if you're going to offer someone money to not talk about you, it better be enough money that they can't resist it. Because if they don't take the money, they're going to talk about you and about the money that you offered them, which is just going to incriminate you immediately. And bitch, she's Jeanette McCurdy. You already made her famous. She can make $300 off of writing a book about her experiences that is going to make I promise you next week we'll find out it makes more than $300,000 in the first week. Books get people passive income, get people a lot of income. So they're so fucking dumb for that. But what the fuck happened? We got another snippet that explains a little bit of it, but I'm still really scared about it. Um, Jeanette said she revealed that in the um, in her Nickelodeon days, she was photographed in a bikini at a wardrobe fitting and encouraged to drink alcohol all on set as a teenager by an intimidating figure who was overlooking her, who she calls, quotes, the creator. So some creator was taunting and harassing a teenage Jeanette McCurdy, making her do things she didn't want to do. She was 14 to 21 when she worked there, but she specified that when this incident happened or kept happening, it was at a time when she was a teenager under the legal age to be doing that. And that creator, I think we all know, is the infamous and widely hated Dan Schneider. That just sounds like something Dan Schneider would do after seeing all those things he would do with people's feet and making Artigrani suck her toes and all the other horrible rumors about him. And the fact that the Nickelodeon logo is like behind a foot, that man is so dark and so creepy. They really should have offered more than 300000 If you don't know, there's all these rumors that Dan Schneider, the creator of a lot of your favorite Nickelodeon shows like Victorious and iCarly, Sam and Cat, Drake and Josh, was a predator. And he got in that career field of working with kids on these TV shows so he can be around kids and make them do uh, implicitly sexual things on and off camera. And there's like proof of this. And apparently he had like a foot fetish, but he would also like make them dress like mature women and do like sexy things. And it was really disgusting. Uh, Jeanette McCurdy also said, basically my whole childhood and adolescence were just being exploited. She looks back on her childhood in not the best of Ways you think after being on, you know, the most popular kid show of all time, you would look back with some pride. Like, wow, I was a part of something very special. But she said, I'm so ashamed of the parts I've done in the past, referring to Sam Puckett. 
I resent my career in a lot of ways. I feel so unfulfilled by the roles that I played and it felt like it was the most cheesy, embarrassing thing. I did the shows that I was on from like 13 to 21 and by the age of 15, I was already embarrassed. My friends at 15 were like, oh, cool, you're on this Nickelodeon show. It was embarrassing. I imagine that's a very difficult experience to be had with acting if you're proud of your roles. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, 15, she was already embarrassed. I mean, I'm, I'm embarrassed by like everything I did when I was 15, but but you would think, you know, she put a lot of joy into the world. I think making people laugh and entertaining people and making, you know, being a happy part of someone's day is nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed of, even if you were playing a crazy butter sock whipping hormonal preteen. I think that's fine if you put joy into the world, but so I think this would be really prideful for a lot of other people who were on the show, but I think this is also triggering for her just because of her whole childhood and all the negative memories associated with the experience of making the show, not the show itself. Because if you guys didn't know, relating to the title of I'm Glad My Mom Died, her mom used to abuse her a lot. Um, growing up, her mom was like insane. Her mom wanted to live through her vicariously, basically, so she pushed her even farther than a lot of stage moms do. So she would be perfect. She would describe her as erratic and she would blow up at any moment and Jeanette needed to like be the adult in the situation with her own mom when she was like literally less than 10 years old calming her down and trying to keep the peace with everyone but she also said more chilling things like that her mom made her not eat so she can look like a little kid as long as possible and that led her to multiple eating disorders like anorexia or bulimia and she said her mom made her not have friends or boyfriend she was just all about work and doing what her mom wanted even crazier she would her mom would force self um not self her mom would force body checks onto Jeanette that her mom would do and she would shower with her when she was doing these body checks and touch her breast and vaginal area to do exams on her until she was 17 she never let her shower alone oh my god that's bat shit crazy that is abuse like think i mean i'm glad her mom is dead fuck i mean i co-signed that title god damn i'm glad her mom is dead too Clearly, her mom was just living vicariously through her and was willing to do anything to make Jeanette what she always wanted to be. So I don't think she should be embarrassed, but I think that's why she is. And now Jeanette said with her mom dying, she got to like reform her whole life and be the person she always wanted to be. But she had to step away from acting and she had to move away from Hollywood as a part of her healing journey and go to intense therapy. But apparently a lot of that uh, healing mechanisms worked because Jeanette said she's doing a lot better now. She's fully healed from her eating disorder. And she did look at Hollywood in a negative light, but she said that at this point, she's in a mental place where she may go back to acting, which makes me so happy. Like she's healing. That's so cute. I'm so like, I, like fuck her mom. Thank God she's gone. She got to do what she needed to do to heal herself and just be better. And I fucking love that. She's still friends with um, Miranda Cosgrove and Nathan Kress, by the way, if you were wondering. But anyway, what can we learn from this? Do what you need to do to heal your trauma. If that means changing your careers and writing a book with the title, I'm happy that my mom died. Do that. You know, anyone's process is your process. Or you can shave off your eyebrow on Instagram Live like Doja Cat did today. If that's a part of your healing process, just I think everyone knows what they need to do to heal because your trauma is so personal and internal. And only you know what how to like attack the process of healing yourself. So there's no one correct way to heal. And you just need to make that journey for yourself and don't listen to what other people say don't let people gas at you think you're crazy for what you're doing like they're trying to do to Jeanette with her book clearly it's working for her I don't think she's doing any harm and as long as you don't do any harm you can heal however you want so before we move on people there was another snippet from the book that came out about Ariana Grande and apparently while they were on Nickelodeon together 
Jeanette and Ariana were treated very different on the set of Sam and Cat. Apparently, Jeanette's career was very controlled and the producers were very strict over what Jeanette could and couldn't do. Like she wanted to pursue music earlier, do other acting jobs, and she couldn't do that. But Ariana was allowed to do that. She was allowed to like meet all these people and network and start her music career and everything like that. So Jeanette wrote (laughs) about one time when Ariana came onto set on Sam and Cat that just like pissed her off and sent her over the edge for how she was being treated compared to Ariana. And this is what she said. So what finally undid me was when Ariana came whistle-toning in with excitement because she had spent the previous evening playing charades at Tom Hanks' house. That was the moment I broke. (laughs) I mean, how dare Ariana do that with her whistle-tone and high pony? How dare she? A lot of people are like clowning Jeanette. They're like, why are you mad about that? Who gives a shit if Ariana did that? But I think the point is, is that she's not mad at Ariana. She was just mad at the different treatments. And a lot of, you know, the Arianators. I'm an Arianator, but I'm not going to go shitting on Jeanette McCurdy. You know, she's had enough shit on her by Dan Schneider and her mom. I think she was just reflective and sad seeing how happy she could be like Ariana, but she couldn't be because of the situation she was in. So, yeah, I'm glad she's healing and I really love her. And Jeanette, you're probably not hearing this, but you gave me so much joy in my life growing up watching you. And I think what you did was not embarrassing. I think it was absolutely amazing. And you've left such a positive imprint on me and my whole generation. So we love you. Anyway, let's talk about a different child star who is also exposing people. Demi Lovato is in her reputation era right now. If you don't know, her next album is titled Holy Fuck. And she's on a bed and it's satanic and it's bondage. And it's just so it's it's intense. Okay, just go check it out. Coming out very soon. Warning, you might become possessed and become non-binary if you listen to it. So I warned you. Anyway, a new snippet of a song that is coming out on the album came out, and it's called 29. That's the song title. And people think she's calling out her longtime ex, Wilder Valderrama. So I don't know if you know Wilder. He is a daddy. He's a poppy. He could do whatever he wants to me. I I, I just think he's gorgeous. He played Fez on that 70s show. And I I never thought Fez was cute, but that just shows the power of what having, like, a horrible voice can do to you. And that horrible tone it, it was it was so disgusting i really didn't like feds but seeing him as will of Valderrama, i was like oh oh he started seducing me he's also in ncis apparently i don't really watch that but they dated from 2010 to 2016 yeah so six motherfucking years longer than i'm willing to commit to anyone and demi was only 18 to 24 during those years and the gag is that wilmer was 13 years older than her so when they started dating he was 30 which is a big fucking age gap. Everyone has age gaps, though. I feel like there's more age gap relationships than similar age relationships. I don't know. I guess opposite detract if you're not in the same generation. I just know so many age gaps. I'm in an age gap relationship. My man is um 30. So I guess I can't really talk. We're kind of in the same boat. But the new lyrics seem to be shitting on Wilmer for allowing that age gap to happen between them. And Demi seems resentful. So the lyrics are, should I sing this like Demi Lovato? Far from innocent, what the fuck? Okay, no, I'm I'm not going to. This is it. Far from innocent, what the fuck's consent? Numbers told you not to, but that didn't stop you. Finally, 29, funny, just like you were at the time. Thought it was a teenage dream, just a fantasy. But was it yours or was it mine? Okay, so they started dating when he was 29. Just to clarify, but he was like right about to turn 30. But anyway, Demi seems to be calling him out. 
Kind of like saying it was non-consensual. Like, what the fuck's consent? I don't know. That's kind of crazy, especially since they were together for six years. Is she claiming that he was doing statutory rape? I don't know. That's crazy. This seems like a really wild call out to me, especially because Demi was very intentional when their relationship started that she would always say that they met years ago when she wasn't even 18 yet. And he was very respectful about her age and never tried anything when she was under 18. So when they were 18 and they got closer, it seemed appropriate for him and he was fine with it. She went on the Ellen show once and said, quote, I was talking to Wilmer and he, you know, before I was 18 and he would tell me, you are not 18. Get away from me. Then we became really good friends and he was there for me for a number of situations and breakups and whatever. Then as I got older and we grew closer, it was like, hey, maybe you should try. Hey, maybe we should try this thing out. We did, and we've basically been together ever since. Maybe she was covering for him back then. It does seem suspicious that he was there for her, you know, through a lot of breakups. Like, oh, it's okay, baby. Like, when you become 18, like, I'll take care of you. That is kind of creepy. Because what? They met when she was 17. Now she's 18. How many breakups could he possibly be there for? So he was probably there for a lot of her teen years. Like, you know, helping her through breakups, preparing her for when they were going to be together, which definitely is creepy. Fez did always give me, like, a predatory vibe, so I'm not even surprised by this. I was going to shit on Demi, but this actually makes sense. Um, Maybe it wasn't consensual, or maybe she did feel groomed in a way. And I guess, yeah. So she's calling him out. I'm excited to hear the song. Next, let's talk about how Demi Lovato changed her pronouns again. If you notice, I've been saying her this whole entire time because she's back to... Being a woman, she said, man, I feel like a woman today. So people were kind of annoyed by this. Demi went on a podcast and said she's going by she, her now. And she said, I'm such a fluid person when it comes to my gender, my sexuality, my music, my creativity. Recently, I've been feeling more feminine. And so I've adopted she, her again. I mean, look, when this whole non-binary Demi Lovato thing started, I thought, I'm not going to lie. I thought she was phony. I thought this, this was going on at the time that Demi Lovato was like calling out that yogurt shop for like suggesting you could buy one without gluten or something and like trying to take down a small business for some clicks online so this was during during that time and i thought demi lovato was trying to do this strategy that i feel like she's done throughout her career that a lot of people have called her out for for basically trying to get attention for her music and her relevancy basically by making headlines and she my theory is like at the beginning of her career i think she became a household name through her press you know, the press makes you a superstar. Everyone knows that. You can have the best singing voice and whatever. But what really makes you a superstar is the press. Press, 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 press. So she would be in the press for things like, you know, her drug addiction, the punching her background dancer. You know, I'm about to beat this bitch up. It was very euphoria for Demi growing up. So that got her on a lot of headlines. And I feel like Demi has kind of carried that with her. Like, oh, what can I get on the news for? Again, that relates to my identity or something going on with me internally. And I feel like a lot of people agree with that. And it worked. You know, they were talking about Demi putting she, her in her pronouns again on Good Morning America today. They literally did a cover story on it. So a lot of people feel like that is what Demi is just doing. So here are some very negative tweets Demi got today for going back to she, her. Demi Lovato saying she uses she, her again and seeing tweets going viral, making fun of non-binary people. I sense non-binaryism got too popular and is finally going out of fashion. Basically, that person is accusing her of being non-binary because it was like a trend last year that she could get attention for and is not anymore. Someone else said Demi Lovato is now detransitioning, which for her means switching pronouns again. Many kids she helped to misinform about transgenderism are not as lucky and won't make it out without missing body parts. 30,000 likes. So yeah, they're saying Demi has really big implications on being a flip-floppy, flip-floppy-ass bitch with her...
pronouns. And I kind of agreed, but there were people explaining online that a few of the headlines have been a little off about the situation. And that Demi is not solely she, her again. That's like the misinformation going on on Twitter right now. She's not just she, her. She's she, they. So she's still going by her non-binaryism life. She doesn't identify as a woman anymore. Um, she's just non-binary. So someone tried to explain the whole situation and said, oftentimes people might cycle through different gender identities or different language they're using for different pronouns. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not their true selves. It's just sort of part of this larger gender journey that people are on. And that was a professor in adolescence adolescence slash young adult medicine. Um, Someone else said, many non-binary people use multiple pronouns. Demi Lovato said they're using she, her in addition to they, them. It's very common and not a big deal. Please do not insert some kind of reversal or detransition narrative where there is none. So no detransitioning is going on. There was no, you know, Demi did not have a penis for a while and is now getting a vag again. Like that's not happening. Demi has just always been non-binary and she said that she figured that out in 2020 and now she and they are going by she and they so i'm gonna you know stick by demi for this point but uh what can we learn from this i guess what we can learn is that identity is fluid and you can switch your pronouns it's a journey don't judge somebody and somebody else's you know path to discovering their true selves and i'm kind of glad there's more representation for it but i think we can also learn is that someone's identity and struggle and their journey to being their true selves is not something for you to capitalize off of for attention or something for you to do as a trend that you think is fun. Um, it's not for you to appropriate, I guess. So in case you're doing that, please do not, please do not just join the nine binary trend because you feel like it. You're looking for something else besides just being your true self and having this real yearning to have a bender, a better expression of your gender and your identity. Give me the magic. So I Kim Kardashian said, get up off your lazy ass and work. And that the Kardashians are as pretty as they are because they put in the fucking work, bitch. Apparently that's not true, though. Kim Kardashian is like literally playing herself with this whole thing going on right now because she's been posting all day about a stomach tightening procedure that she got that was apparently very painful. And to me, it's just the the obvious hypocrisy. She's making herself look dumb. And Kim doesn't usually do that. So I was like, Kim, you just look like a fucking idiot right now um but anyway she got the morpheus 8 laser which is apparently one of the most intense tightening lasers you can get on yourself it's very expensive and it tightens your skin to the bone apparently sounds very intense but kim said it's the best laser in the game i mean come on if if you can say it's the best it's my favorite laser how many lasers have you used and you still have the nerve to tell people that we put in the work. I don't know. Kim looks so stupid today. And she said that it was just very painful. And she told her stomach all red. And I mean, looking tighter than ever, looking flat. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Kim looks amazing. I think she looks gorgeous. All the Kardashians do. I love them. I'm not plastic surgery shaming. I'm just shaming because of the sheer hypocrisy that she is showing. Getting 
skin tightening surgeries or procedures that are very expensive and then posting about it and then telling people to like go to the gym or something. We wake up, we work out, we put in the hours, our trainers, you know, we lift weights and talk shit about Chloe's boyfriend on the phone. Anyway, so what can we learn from this just small situation? Don't compare yourself to these celebrities that claim that this is just their natural beauty and that they put in the work when you don't know what they're doing to themselves. So do not compare yourself to them. It is unrealistic. It is not real and it's not healthy. And that's the biggest flaw in the Kardashians. I think that they show that just cognitive like dissonance between the body image they're showing and have the nerve to say that it's natural. So OMG, I'm getting like a painful procedure soon on my hair and it is cosmetic. See, these influencers, you can't trust them. Don't compare yourselves to them. We're all shady. So I'm getting, it's like PRP in my hair. So they're going to like, because I do experience some like um, a form of alopecia. It's not like male pattern baldness, but I just have like dif- uh, diffused thinning all over my hair for my hair just like falling out. It's telogen effluvium. You may have it, but anyway, I'm getting like, my blood taken drawn and then they're going to centrifuge my blood to get the plasma out of my blood and then inject it into my head to help my hair grow and apparently it's pretty painful but it's worth it and it's very expensive but yeah i guess i can update you guys on how that goes i'll post a tiktok about it anyway someone else with instagram face addison ray she's all that baddie is pissing a lot of people off today because of a specific bikini she wore so Addison being one of the baddest bitches, you know, bad bleep in the world is posted on Instagram this morning in a Holy Trinity bikini that was created by a brand called Playing. And it was also created by Adidas. So this is like a big brand out here. And on one uh, like breast part of the bikini, it says father. On the other one, it says son. And then on the vag part, it says Holy Spirit. So like father, son, Holy Spirit and holy like down there, whole emphasis on whole i mean that is pretty intense a lot of people really did not like that and have been shitting on her all day saying that they're, she's making a mockery of religion and someone said this is disrespectful to jesus sad what you guys do for money someone said it's not okay it's blasphemy and addison was out here just trying to look hot maybe get some new christian followers who are on some demon time late at night and wanting to see her in a sexy bikini that appealed to them some people say that they loved it and they appreciated her for getting the backlash. They said, Addison Ray mocking the Holy Trinity makes me like her a little more. LOL, that bikini was kind of slay. I, I, I agree. It was kind of slay. I feel like people in like the early 2000s would do this. Like I can see Christina Aguilar wearing something like that. But I feel like what you can get away with in early 2000s is just not the case anymore. Just because some, she's seen someone else do it before doesn't mean that it's okay for her to do it. Um, so she actually deleted the photo. I guess she got enough hate from the crazy religious people who probably had you know white picket signs outside of her house telling her she's going to hell all day and she took it down and i'm kind of surprised by that i don't know i would kind of just want her to stand by the decision i don't think it was that crazy i feel like a lot of people would do the same thing because they just are like not religious they don't really take it seriously don't believe in all that mumbo jumbo a lot of people think christianity like spreads hate and stuff so I'm surprised she like took this down. And I feel like what we can learn from this is if you're going to make a decision like that and you're going to do something bold like that, you have to stand by your decisions and not just delete it when you get a little backlash. And that can apply to like a lot of situations where if you make a bold decision or do something like a lot of your decisions are going to be met with some backlash and not everyone's going to agree with everything you do. So you have to stand firm if you're going to make a decision like that and not really give a shit 
what people have to say. So it's just a lesson about being confident in your actions and knowing that you want to do it and you don't give a fuck what anyone else has to say and being able to take a little criticism for your decisions just because people don't agree with you. You just have to stand strong in them. Like when Ariana Grande did like God is a woman and was like swimming in a pussy on her music video and like fingering the earth. Like she stood by that shit. And a lot of people were hating her for that too, saying it's massively disrespectful, but she stood by the whole thing. So that's why that is, I think, just the way to go. Ariana is not Christian at all. That's why she stood by that choice, I think. I don't really... I mean, Addison's from, like, Louisiana or something. So I feel like everyone down there is so, like, yeehaw, I believe in God. But just use it as a cover-up to hate gay people. But I don't know. Maybe Addison is religious. Ariana Grande's brother is gay. So that's why she's not um, believing in the Christian God anymore. Literally because she felt like the whole religion was spreading hate to her brother so she was like bye and now she practices like kabbalah i think i think that's like like a jewish kind of thing but anyway your choices will be met with backlash but you have to stand by them and addison's dad is having an affair with a girl her age so i think we can all you know allow addison to be a little demonic if she wants to right now she's going through a lot girl people are trying to break beyonce's soul but you know what she said bitch you won't break her soul oh yeah you won't break her soul you won't break her soul she's just trying to have a good album release week and that is just not happening for her the devil is coming for her she is not getting a break but he will not win anyway beyonce's had to change two songs on her album post-release after release i didn't even know people did this i know taylor swift did that with um me when everyone bullied the shit out of her for having the line hey kids spelling is fun and probably like made her cry like worse than kanye west did i know she changed one i know lizzo changed um her album with the whole ableist slur lyric kanye west changed his uh life of pablo album so i guess people do this but beyonce's already had to do it twice and her album's been out for what a week so anyway we all know the Khalees sample um, I talked about it on a podcast episode before, but the woman who sings, my milkshake brings other boys to the yard. Beyonce used that as a sample for one of her songs in a really, really like small way. And Cleese got so mad saying that, oh, Beyonce was copying me and she's such an unoriginal, soulless artist who didn't even give me credits when she sampled one of my masterpiece songs that I'm so, oh my, I hate Beyonce. So Beyonce yesterday just took her sample out of the song she didn't want to deal it with it anymore she took the whole thing out and the sample was so fucking tiny i thought it was maybe like a big sample i didn't really realize how small it was it was like a few la la la's in the back that beyonce kind of copied like the melody of for the song only for like five seconds and she was crying about it for two minutes so that just let me know Khalees just wanted attention and beyonce just wasn't gonna give it to her she took her sample off she took her 
writing credits off the song. So Khalees now gets nothing and she can like shut up and go back to doing whatever the fuck she was doing. Um, we all know Beyonce had to change the ableist slur spaz on her song Heated. And she did that officially. So now the line is no longer spazzing on that ass. It's now blasting on that ass. Blasting on that ass. Ooh, I think that's an improvement. Blasting on that ass. That takes me back. That gives me some images in my my head. Blasting on that ass. Damn. I, I love it. I think that's a great improvement. So she's already had to change two songs. You know, who? I'm surprised Jay-Z hasn't asked her to change that lyric about basically her calling him ugly i'm surprised he's not like hey can you take that one line out about you saying my face is ugly there's a line and it's like it must be the cash because it ain't your face it must be the cash because it ain't your face which is like jay-z's whole life personified in a song lyric i mean let's be real he's like a billionaire everyone is like why is beyonce with him must be the cash because it ain't his face but now there is someone else trying to get beyonce to change one of her song lyrics and it is Monica Lewinsky. Yes, that Monica Lewinsky that did have sexual relations with Bill Clinton. If you don't know, Beyonce said Monica Lewinsky's name in her song Partition. Now my mascara running red lipstick smudged. Oh, he's so horny, yeah, he wants to fuck. He pumped out my buttons and he ripped my blouse. He Monica lewinsky all on my gown. Amazing. Truly a historic piece of performance art, art more historic than anything Monica Lewinsky has done. Facts. Partition is more historic than Monica Lewinsky in her entirety. And Monica had the audacity to tweet, while we're at it, Beyonce, basically, can you take out Monica Lewinsky? Hashtag Beyonce. Partition or whatever. I don't know what the hashtag was. But basically, everyone's like, no. She's not taking that out. It's been so many years. Why do you even care anymore? It's already imprinted in her mind. You, you could take that lyric out of the song, but you can't take that lyric out of our minds. And the ungratefulness. Why would you ever want to be removed from a Beyonce song? It's, it's the audacity these two women have trying to come for Beyonce. Why would you try her? Why would you bother? She is Beyonce. She is the Nala. If Beyonce literally put me in a song and was like, Patty is so gross. He is so fat. Fuck Patty. I'd be like, oh my God, Beyonce, I love that song. Like, thank you. Oh my, thank you so much for putting me in your song. Like, I would never complain once. She could literally call me the most fugly slut, don't trust this bitch, nasty skank whore, and I would like stream it a million times. So it's just the audacity for these people. But I love how Beyonce was just not having it. She immediately kicked Khalees out of the song, immediately changed the ableist slur. No one's going to bring her down. She's not even bothering with these people's negativity. She's above that. She's just going to quickly change it and then go back to trying to get her twins not to fist fight each other. Well, thank you guys for joining me on Pop Culture University today. I had an amazing time spilling tea with you. And I hope to see you back on Tuesday. It is uh, Tuesday, Friday podcast. Do not forget that. I'm going to try to get the monkeypox vaccine this weekend, you guys, or on Monday. So in between the time that we're gone, there's like places around Chicago that are doing it for anyone. It's just like walk in, but you have to get there like really early. And I'm talking about like six hours early because lines are forming. But all the um, requirements to get the vaccine otherwise, like by appointment are like you have to either have known someone that was infected and came into contact with them or have like 
17 anonymous sex partners every week and went to a circuit party and had yourself inside a glory hole and 17 orgies just today. So I don't fall under that category, unfortunately. I'm, I just barely missed it, you know? I, uh, just barely. So I, like, don't um, meet the requirements to get it by appointment. So I'm going to try to get it just by a walk-in on Monday. And I think you guys should do the same thing. But besides that, I hope you have an amazing, safe weekend. Um, I love you. You're a bad bitch. Don't let anybody tell you you're not. Stand in your power this weekend. Be you. You know who you are. Be the best form of you, your highest self. You know exactly what that is. And you know what I'm talking about. So just be that. And I love you. I'm proud of you. And I can't wait to spill tea with y'all on Tuesday. All right. I will see you guys. And until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.